Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. This is indeed episode 146 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast, brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, your number one stop for all your wrestling podcast needs. I'm your host, a professional NJ3. Back by popular demand, we thought it was a one-time only, once-in-a-lifetime, <laughs> right? Rock Cena kind of situation. <laughs> I guess we're doing Rock Cena, too. I guess we're going to New York, babe. We're going at, we're going the, WrestleMania the greatest- 29. The greatest duo the world never thought they needed. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, you heard it. You heard him there. Nikki Noodles, happy Saturday to you, my friend. What's going on in your world? Same to you, bud. Eh? Same old stuff, man. Just another fabulous week of wrestling and just chugging on the train, pal. Just trying to uh, trying to get by. Listen, I get it. <laughs> Head down. Keep going forward. Never stop. Don't look back. Got to get that goal line. Absolutely. All right. Social medias. We got them. You can follow us on Twitter at Wrestle Buzz with three Z's. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Wrestle Buzz. You can find us anywhere where you can download podcasts by simply searching the Wrestle Buzz Podcast Network. And as you heard, network means multiple. We have multiple shows. We have from the top rope podcast with Gurge Brooms. Let me tell you something, Gurge Brooms, you smart man. That was an awesome episode. So just everyone to know, Gurge always drops great content, but what he's doing is he's actually taking you chapter by chapter from the rise of the tribal chief to leading up to WrestleMania. The first episode, chapter one, dropped this past week. It was about like 16 minutes, and he pretty much laid out once Roman Reigns came back, and thankfully, God, you know, he beat leukemia, and he started doing his thing. Remember, he wasn't the tribal chief right away. He came back for a little period of time. He had a little feuds. I don't want to give any spoilers because uh, Gurge does a better job telling the story than I do or will do. Um, but please, go listen to him take you through the tale and the story of the tribal chief where we potentially may see the fall at WrestleMania. Um, you can you can listen to his shows from the Top Row Podcast, you know, on the network. You can follow him on Instagram at I Hate Gurge Rooms personally or at From the Top Row Podcast. <laughs> I know it's such a great great handle. great handles. Great handles. I know. We gotta think of we gotta think of something clever for you, but um, it's gotta be something bad then, though, something mean. Something, of course. And then of course, Project K Fave with Joe and Quade, where they break down everything and anything in wrestling they play games they have great conversations um they're a great duo great guys who just love wrestling um, and again they're Quattie. part of our network AEW hater i respect it uh-huh. <laughs> that's my that's my guy <laughs> listen man you know what i love about joe and quad a is as boys as they are man they can have a great discussion they come from they provide good context whether on they're on the same page about the topic or they're on different sides of the topic it's a great conversation they are a fantastic listen this week actually want to make sure I point out not only did they put out a great podcast for prediction of revolution, they also dropped it on our YouTube feed. So you can actually see them um, drop comments in there and stuff like that. They did a great job breaking down um, AEW revolution. It's a great listen. They're great guys. You want to see them jump on YouTube. You want to, you want to hear me on the go listen right here on the network, but they really did a great job breaking it down. So again, Gurge, amazing chapter one. I cannot wait for chapter two on Monday of the rise of the tribal chief. And Joe and Quade, fantastic prediction, boys, um, both on YouTube and our network. It'll be great to see what comes to fruition on Sunday when we watch Revolution. And uh, sponsors, Nick. Well, oh, actually, before we get to sponsors, um, if you like what you're listening to, please leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. It helps with the algorithm. Um, sponsors, Nerd Focus is that energy think drink for your mind, body, and soul. Nerd Focus, it's everything that you need to get you through your days, your weeks, and your nights. Drink Nerd with us. Go to our link in our social media bio. Use that link to shop Nerd Focus. If you buy two or more, it is free shipping. Always use the code ND20 at checkout and never pay full price. Don't do that to yourselves. Why would you? It would be, it would be a terrible idea. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, the Paper Champion, fantasy wrestling right, done right. The Paper Champion is one stop for all your fantasy wrestling needs. It is, like I say, every week, it is pretty much playoff time on the way to WrestleMania. Joey's still on top. I can't wow. believe it. I can't believe he it. He's a two time champion. He's potentially going for the three peat. And Nick, you know what happens in three peats? It, it's, it's a dynasty. Stuff. It's a dynasty. <laughs> it is. It's scary to think, but right now, Joey is the front runner 
to die to be the stunned. first dynasty. I know. Stunned. I know. I, I, was got, ho- I, was ho- I can't I'm book hoping, his way out of a paper bag. I'm hoping Bray Wyatt costs him the title come WrestleMania time. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, Joey books worse than Vince Russo did back in the early 2000s. Uh, Vince Russo had calls- a great run, though. He had a great nah, run. Though. he did. Earlier run. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Joey's doing a great job. Listen, it's so much fun. Me, Gurge, Tom, um, Joe. God, there's so many guys that are that are doing this. Um, Eric, obviously CEO, clearly the leader, the kingpin, the leader, the king. <laughs> We're having such a great time. It's just a great way just to kind of keep in touch, man. Life is just so busy. You know, we do our best to kind of keep together, and and wrestling is kind of is like our common thing, and we love doing it. So, the paper champion again, fantasy wrestling done right, and last but not least, pro wrestling tees forward slash wrestle buzz. Joey did drop a twenty percent off, I think, coupon on our social media. So if you do go on there, um, check it out, support the brand, wear the shirt. Brand, 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 stuff like that. All about the brand. All about the brand, baby. All right, Nick, we got some topics this week. First topic. This is going to be a fun one, man. I know you were definitely watching and you enjoyed this one because you love the ladies and you love the main event. Raw main (laughs) event. We had Lita and Becky taking on damage control, EO Sky and Dakota Kai. Nick, we have new champions. Hang on a second. I am stunned about that. And I agree. Hall of Famer, Lita. Is now one half of the women's tag team champions. Not only that, Nick, not only was that a surprise, the potentially even bigger surprise, Stratisfaction, baby. She's back. She is back. And she's even the odds. Unbelievable. First of all, how is she aging in reverse? Oh, my goodness gracious. Because she was was amazing when we were growing up. She's literally on the wall. A walking angel. (laughs) I see her in the background right now on your wall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a great thing man all jokes aside nick i mean this was a crazy crazy main event first of all i thought it was a very good match it's Give it to Lita, man. you know dakota and eo you're young young girls man they are they can move in their ring becky's one of the best that we got going bailey's on oh, the no outside question. but you know she's always contributing to the greater storyline um but for lita to hold her own man and that moonsault i'm not gonna lie because there's a couple spots there in the match was like a little bit like uh, yeah i mean you can be careful there's a little bit of age and rust involved in here for sure but, but she she she, she hit was the moonsault she, she hit, hit what the mattered most. A little Correct. bit closer to the legs, more towards the knees <laughs> and the stomach, but that's okay. She hit it and she hit it safely. Thank God. Um, Nick, we have new women's tag team champions. Trish is back. I know we spoke about this last time a couple of weeks ago, or maybe last week, that we potentially could see a three on three, but now we have new tag title, two yeah. tag champs. Lead is a part timer. How do you see this one playing out? Honestly, I'm very intrigued to see it play out because I don't know how the hell they're going to plan this out. I mean, I was expecting, you know, uh, Bailey to cost him the match and then Trish come out and kind of set up that feud. But I was absolutely baffled by the fact that they won the tag the tag team championships um, and pretty much signing on for Lita to have a little bit of a run here. Um, unless they somehow, you know, make the match at Mania, you know, another title match where if they whoever whatever team wins gets the belts, because you did. I think you said before Dakota has been battling some injuries here. Um, yeah, that's the rumor going around. So, but man, oh man, I mean, I was, I could have been more happy and excited for Lita, uh, you know, a little throwback and homage to a great era of women's wrestling to here we are today that they helped pave the way to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty wild that they won. I'm just still kind of shocked that they won and I'm kind of excited to see where it goes and you know, how long she's going to hang around for. Yeah, me too. You know, Nick, I mean, obviously thinking about it, Lita's, a, you know, she's, she can't go very regularly, right? Obviously. No, I mean, you know, no. she's not, she's not when you take that much time off. Yeah. Right. But I think we we have about four weeks till Mania, right? We have about a month till Mania. She can yes. show up on every Raw between now and Mania leading up until whatever this match is going to be. Now, do you think potentially that they would actually put the titles on the line, even though it's a three-on-three match? Maybe winner takes the titles kind of thing, right? Just this That's way, what like, I'm thinking. That, that might be the best, the best, the and this best way to thing kind of get there. it back to them. But it would be odd to, you know, to kind of do that. I mean... I thought they would maybe go the other way with that, where, you know, the faces won at Mania, get their moment, and they could drop it right after. But it was a little odd for, you know, for them to drop, you know, Damage Trouble was doing great things there for a little bit. And then for them to drop the title, then win it back, which just seemed a little odd at this particular yeah. point. You know, you, you're getting the Hall of Famers involved to have a, a great match where you could protect them, but also send the audience home happy at WrestleMania. And you could also set Damage Control on a new trajectory uh, going forward, maybe add some members here, who knows. Yeah, potentially. I mean, listen, I think there's a number of different ways you can do this. You have four weeks till Mania, right? So you can, yeah, you can have Lita, you have Lita and Trish show up weekly or maybe every other week leading up until we don't need that much build. You can also do backstage segments, little little videos, social media. It's great about what you can do now. Um, so you can definitely push the feed forward, not even having them in the building. I like to have them obviously live in the building. We love that 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 authentic crowd reaction. Um, I do find it a little bit fagazi if they potentially put the titles on the yeah. line in a three-on-three match. I wouldn't like that. I don't but, think I would like it either. Right. But 
again, how do we get the titles off of Becky and Lita then in that case? Because Becky deserves to be a potential champion. Why not? Of course. I mean, she's run she's run the show for so long. Why not have her be a tag title? Why not bring the titles a little bit more prominence? And Nick, I think the problem we've been running into lately is as damage control was super exciting when they got the titles, there was a lull for a while. So yes, I was, was happy to see a little bit of like investment in the storyline. And I again, who doesn't love Lita and who doesn't love Trish? But now it's like, I hope they don't book themselves into a corner here because you don't well, want to make seems... them look weak or you don't want to do flip-flop, but you want to make sure it's like kind of worthy and you know worth a title change. Absolutely. And that's why like, I think they did back themselves into a corner a little bit here because I felt the title change is a little premature. Like if you're going to do it and create a moment, you do it at Mania. You don't, yeah. you don't do it before Mania to where you're really unsure of what directions you could possibly go in here. And again, I'm not opposed to having a leader, a leader run or any, you know, any type of thing where Becky gets her due here, but it just seemed a little odd for that to happen. I, and for Trish not to come back two weeks ago in Canada. Um, but it should be interesting. Triple H is a seasoned professional. He usually, uh, usually writes a ship and gets things uh, going in the right direction. So, Yeah, and I definitely think that obviously the storylines in terms of wrestling as a whole for WWE, I'm not saying that everything is perfect, perfect, but I think overall the shows always do feel at least like we're moving in a good direction. Of course, oh, a little always. speed bumps along always. the way. but Listen, not every storyline is going to be perfect, right? It's, it's impossible, no. but as long as you can maximize your character abilities and whatever storyline you're in, to set you up for the next one because there's going to be a low period. You can't always go for the, for the gusto every single time with every character. It's not possible. No. But just got to keep people invested. Right. You got to yeah, keep take, people invested. Take advantage of what you got and make sure to showcase the talent you have, right? 100%. Um, next topic, Nick, that we got here, uh, Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. So we kind of thought this was going to happen, right? Leading yes. back, you know, until um, I guess, was it at Royal Rumble technically? Yeah, because I think um, that's kind of where they had their first interaction, if I'm not mistaken, was at Royal Rumble. Um, I'm trying to remember. Because, you know, Logan was in the Rumble, and I remember that him and uh, him and Seth definitely had an interaction. Clearly, at Chamber, Logan made his intentions really clear. That's, oh, he's yeah. Seth that on his mind. Crystal clear. Um, <laughs> and it was actually pretty funny that Seth was on, I believe, with McAfee, if I'm not mistaken, and he tore Logan Paul to shreds. And because Seth has sometimes these like interviews where he recently did an interview and he tore CM Punk to shreds and that felt legit real. Yeah. So when he tears, when he tears him to shreds and then he does the same thing for Logan Paul, it's like interesting. They're yeah. trying to obviously blend real life and stuff like that, which, you know, it's sometimes if as long as you do it well, it could be done. It could be very 100%. helpful in the storyline. That's, that's what makes every storyline a little bit more emphatic. Right. Um, now it looks like we're definitely on a collision course for WrestleMania. Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. Seth Rollins, one of the best wrestlers on the planet Earth now. Yeah, um, and ever. Argued. <laughs> and Logan Paul, easily one of the best celebrities that's ever picked up this thing of yeah. professional wrestling. He's a disruptor, like we said last freak, week. Freak athlete. What, what do you think about the build so far, Nick? How do you feel that we are? And do you think there's enough time to continue to keep kind of driving home that they hate each other? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, right? We said four weeks. Four weeks is is, is plenty of time to do it. Um, they definitely, re- listen. They hit the hit the ground running hard at Chamber, right? That that was what really set this thing in motion and set it into a collision course. Um, and you know, they can keep trading, you know, trading uh stuff via social media, whatever the case may be. But you know, to really drive something home, where you're looking to try to steal the show at Mania, a show of all shows, you know, you hope you get a little bit more physical interactions, you know, whether it's, you know, in, in the ring at some point, whether, you know, it's, it's beat downs or not, but just being able there in, in the same ring at the same time and causing each other chaos is what we're hoping to get and hoping to look forward to. And four weeks is plenty of time to do that. I just hope they're able to accommodate that given the schedules of both guys. Yeah. Well, thankfully, next week, we're actually going to have Logan Paul on Monday Night Raw, which is cool. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's in the start. segment, yeah, in the segment this week with Ms. TV, Seth Rollins was on, uh, came on to Ms. TV and pretty much took Ms.'s phone, FaceTime Logan, called him a bitch and said, yeah, show up awesome. next Monday. Fantastic. Absolutely. Easy. You're a bitch. I'll see you next Monday. Okay. <laughs> Sign yeah. me up for that, right? It works. Um, I think the match is going to be really athletic. I Again, every time I see Logan Paul in the ring, I mean, I just don't understand how he's picked this up so quickly. Um He's, and when you're in there with one of the best in the game, man, Seth Rollins, dude. I mean, has Seth Rollins ever matched wrestled a bad match? I think no, I, Seth, I, Seth I've Rollins, I think, is, is the only, a bad match. He's the only wrestler, I think, on the world that can lose every single match and leave you wanting more to where he should be in the, in the main event spotlight all the time. He's so special, time. man. He's so special. So I'm excited for this one. I, I I love a blood feud. I love when two guys truly come across like they really hate each other. And Seth's a wrestling purist, right, at the end of the day. like. Oh. 
this is his house and you're going to, and you're an outsider coming into his house. Nah, not on his watch. So I love that kind of storyline telling. So very much looking forward to that. And, and if you're, and if you're a better place, all your money on match of the night, cause you heard it here first. Yeah. Well, Hey, listen like that prop bet, right? We'll see what, we'll see what, <laughs> uh, we'll see what Joey does with bets for WrestleMania. Maybe that'll be a nice prop bet. Um, next topic, Nick, here we got, this one's a two part topic. Um, almost in Lesnar. I don't know, man. Mm, a little tough. You know, I I know when you look at almost he's a he's a figure that it's like is this guy even real? He's a presence, now, yeah. Definitely a presence. He looks big, he looks intimidating. He's had his matches. He's not going to give you 20 minute bangers, right? He's in there for a reason and one reason only and that's to dominate and move on. Yeah. But when you have someone to the physicality of Brock Lesnar, and you have almost <laughs> who is still very green, right at the end oh, of the day, yeah. yes, going to be so. going to have a WrestleMania match. You know, it's not going to last more than five or six minutes, right? I want to see Lesnar suplex almost several times. I'd love to see Lesnar see if he can get him up for an F five. Oh, he's going to get love to see that. <laughs> he's going to um, get him up. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, and I'd love to see Lesnar put him through the barricades in a nice spear. I want to see Lesnar go over. Lesnar's been such a, I guess, a great guy in putting people over. I know that they're trying to get almost over, but Nick, Lesnar can't lose to almost at WrestleMania, right? No, talk me out no, of this one. No, because if, if that, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, you creative is really doing a, a major disservice here. Listen, almost as you know, like you said, he's a physical presence. There's no question about it. But there's not to me. There's nothing that they've done to this point though that's really set him apart from other people to where he's deserving of anything significant in the in the immediate future. Beating Lesnar could do something like that, but to me, it's just not realistic or believable. Brock only puts people over when he feels they deserve to be put over. And if they aren't on that level, Brock ain't doing the job. And I'm pretty confident that Brock has a lot of say in how things go down, and I don't think he's putting this one over. Not a fucking chance. No, not not a chance at all. If you heard a bark in the background, I'm actually watching, uh, <laughs> watching a friend's dogs, and it looks like he's looking at me like he wants something. Or he's telling me to go do something, but buddy, I'm podcasting right now, pal. Can't do nothing about it. You gotta, play with gotta chill out. <laughs> you gotta play with your play with your brother. Um, second part of this question, Nick. It looks like we're getting Bobby and Bray. Um, and a lot of the build is leaving a lot of questions, right? We had last week where you and I kind of spoke a little bit about that Firefly Funhouse and the Firefly um you know, I guess funhouse network segment, like with the whole the news and all that stuff like that. Yeah. Again. We know Joey and Tom, right? Those they love it, they eat it up, and I respect it, right? It's it's what's great about wrestling is that it, it feels like there's like something for everyone, right? And mm -hmm. that's for them. Again, and we went into detail. It's not let's not bring that up. Listen to last week's episode if you want to hear us, to, you know, break down the entire you know Firefly and where Bray is right now. But with that being said, <clears throat> um, it looks like we are building to a Bobby Bray. I mean, um, yeah, Bobby Bray match at at WrestleMania uh, this past week on SmackDown. We saw. Uncle Howdy attack Bobby because Bobby came to see Bray. Um, we've seen vignettes and segments. We haven't seen him face to face in the ring or get physical, which is good, right? Keep playing the mind games, right? Bobby hasn't had to have an opponent, I think, recently that's played these kind of mind games with him, right? If you think yeah. back to Lesnar, um, you think back to um, stuff that he did with Austin Theory, you know, and all, all, these other all standard strong feuds. That's all, right? You know? So this is an interesting one, right? This one kind of plays a little bit outside of Bobby's norm, but could be fun if done a certain way. But Joey puts on the producer sheets that um, questions around booking that they're saying Vince is behind this booking is what the dirt sheets are saying. I mean, I don't know. What do you think when you hear something like that? Vince is potentially behind this booking, or maybe has it will say influence on this trajectory of the storyline going to mania um to be honest i mean i don't know how much i'm really going to buy into that to be to be completely honest because of the simple fact that it's pretty similar to everything bray's done previously right at the end of the day i mean it's nothing really outside the norm um especially with his last run as the fiend and all that stuff like it's pretty standard you know makes you think keeps you on it on your edge of your toes kind of leaves you out in the dark a little bit with a lot of things that he does with with no real culmination um here i think we're going to get a culmination of a match um, if Vince is behind this booking, then Bray's going to lose to Bobby Lashley WrestleMania, clearly. So I guess we'll find out there at, at the end of the day. If Bray wins, someone else is clearly behind that booking. And that's, that's how I would sum it up because Bray doesn't win feuds. Bray doesn't win matches. He just does cool stuff and it doesn't matter. 
Um, and Ooh. I hate to take, tell, tell it to Joey's my boy. spinning in his seat when he listens he to this one. He can spin all, all he wants, but the truth will be known come, come WrestleMania, whatever day he's wrestling on. If Bray loses, Vince is behind the booking, and you can pretty much just kiss the Bray story goodbye. Oh, boy. Dude, you're going to get Joey all Because honestly, after, after last night and after the way Bobby smashed Howdy, I can't wait for him to smash Bray at Mania. Yeah, you know, it was really funny that he did get the upper hand on Howdy, and then Howdy obviously disappeared, um, which was pretty funny. You know, Nick, it's it's tough, right, man? I, I like... sorry, that's not that's not cool, really, to me. Like, it was cool that he smashed him, but then for like literally that thing that that whole thing lasted less than forty five seconds, and you're telling me that I need to be invested in this character and to, and to this guy and what he's doing. In 45 seconds, it doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't. Well, it's it's the whole adage of leave you wanting more, right? That's the whole thing. Like, they're I, gonna I give agree. Because you know, like, listen, me and you, we go to a restaurant, we sit down, right? Yeah. You've got an appetizer. You're still hungry. You want the dinner. For sure. Not only do you want the dinner, you want the dessert. So but, they're going to give you, you that appetizer dinner, on SmackDown, and hopefully dinner. you'll get your entree on Raw. Very fair. But when you go out, when you go out to dinner, though, you always get what you want in the end. And with Bray, <laughs> unfortunately... Depends on what you're restaurant you always, always left wanting. You're always left wanting more, but you never get the nibble, ever. <laughs> well, listen, um, <laughs> I totally get and respect it. I love the I love the back and forth conversation. I I you know I, I definitely didn't enjoy the quote unquote match of L.A. Knight and Bray. I no, love they did, that they did both. I know that the they series. were trying to yeah. I know they were trying to do something different with this whole dark match, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew sponsoring cash and checks. Again, we spoke about it in detail. I want to bring up that again, but yeah, yeah. I do hope that this feud or this run up until maybe before Bobby and Bray actually get physical um, is more of an actual match match. I'd like to see them actually legitimately wrestle, not what we saw at, at Royal Rumble. Now, I don't think we're going to see that. I'll tell you right now. I don't think we're going to see that. I think we will see a better match. I think they're going to hopefully learn from their mistake um, and allow Bray's character to shine, his wrestling to shine. Um, and like you said, Nick, um, depending on what the what the culmination, what the payoff is at, 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 uh, at Mania, I will say, though, I don't think it would hurt Bobby to lose to Bray. I never would. Bray, need, Bray needs around. to win. Bray needs right, to win, needs to win a real around. wrestling match. Agreed completely. Because at the end of the day, Bray is a very talented wrestler. He's got a great moveset and, and probably one of the greatest finishers of all time. But you would never know because it's hardly ever ever used that way, right? I think they need to stop some of the gimmick stuff and let him win a legitimate match against a legitimate opponent. And this stuff can kind of culminate to where, yes, you really do want something more because you do need payoff victories at some point when you're doing the stuff that he's doing. If he loses to Bobby, what can you possibly say about the intrigue of what he's doing? There's nothing there. Nothing. No, I think... Uh... As in sports, it is as must win as a must win could be. It's bottom of the ninth, <laughs> two outs, one man on. You don't go to the playoffs, the show's over. See you later. Yeah. So I agree. I definitely think Bray has to win. And I hope he does win. And I so think do I. I'm a Bray Bray guy. It's just it's just yeah. really frustrating with with what's going on with him and his, you know, truly a tremendous ability. I can't speak enough about the gifts that the man possesses. But at some point, man, it's like if we see it. But they don't. That tells you a lot of what you need to know if they're not using that pro- using that to their advantage. Right. I mean, Bray could also be trying to get more in ring shape too, right? He was out for a minute. He dealt with a depression. He dealt with a lot of outside that's stuff. What, so that's, what, maybe, that's what practice is for though, right? I mean, that's why course. they have these these performance centers all over the place, man. Yeah, but he's probably I, – I wouldn't be surprised, man, if he has a ring at his house and he's doing it, right? He's, I mean, um, they all should, right, at the end of the day. <laughs> at least the big stars should. So yeah, I, I mean, no question. WrestleMania is in four weeks, thankfully. We don't have to see this one dragged out too, too long. Um, but we will definitely see something take place at Mania either Saturday or Sunday. And I do hope Bray that, that Bray goes over. And I hope it's at least a 10 to 12 minute match. I would love to see that. And Bobby's the perfect opponent for someone like Bray because Bray's gonna have to use everything in his arsenal. So definitely looking forward and, to that. And, and, and it's, it would be a credit a credibility win for sure because Bobby oh, Bobby's huge. Time. You know what I mean? You don't get much bigger than Bobby. I mean, he's right there with Seth and Roman and and, and all the big guys. The almighty. You know? That's right. All right, Nick. Next topic. Cody Rhodes, Chad Gable. First of all, they had a banger on Monday Night Raw. A um, little bit of history, if you didn't know about this, that when Cody was over in AEW, Cody was actually trying to recruit Chad Gable. He was one of the unnamed individuals that Cody was trying to bring over to. I know. Well, I got to drop it now. I have to. I have to. Got to let it leak, baby. He was one of the unnamed individuals that he was actually trying to get over. So if that tells you something, that says a lot, right? He saw the potential. There's no question. He saw about the potential. That. He definitely, definitely saw the potential in Chad Gable. And Cody's got to have a couple matches here and there, right? We don't want to stuff Cody down everyone's throats, right? Let's just do make sure he shows up, 
has his great, great promos. Give us a couple matches here and there. Lee, get some momentum building up to Mania, right? Absolutely. And I thought, man, on Monday, watching Chad, Cable, Chad Gable and Cody just take that, just have that match, dude. First of all, Chad Gable's special, man. Let's just get that one up. Tre- up tremendous, tremendous athlete, dude. Tremendous. How he literally was like part of, I think it was the Alpha Dogs back in the day. And then, you know, Jason Jordan like went away. Chad did his That's little right. thing. That's right. Jason that, Jordan. That crappy Shorty G bullshit, which uh, was your boy Vince, but I'll, I'll move on. Yeah, no, I'll Shorty G on. wasn't good. Wasn't good. And then they brought Chad back, and then they did Alpha Academy, and then the Shush character, and the I'm too smart for everyone. Dude, it's been fantastic. And the best part about Gable is he can back up whatever he says in the ring because he's one of the best technical wrestlers you have in the company. So when he has a match like that with Cody, when Cody has such respect for him and vice versa, man, that's how you make magic in the ring. It was a great, great match. I love seeing both of them showcase. Cody got the win as he needed to get the win for momentum. But Chad, in my opinion, did not look weak at any point. Really, really well done. When you lose to, lose to 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 a mega star, there's no shame in that. As long as you're able to make people believe that you put on a show, they remembered your effort. You know what I mean? If, as long as that's there, you won, in my opinion. Because yeah. ex- expectation of him beating Cody was pretty minimal. But you came out of there feeling like, you know what? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. And that's all you could ever ask for. Absolutely. I hope we see more of Chad Gable. But we did see more of Cody Rose this week, Nick. On SmackDown, he opened up yes, SmackDown with Travel Chief. Let me tell you something, man. I was looking forward to this first interaction with Cena too because I thought the promo that Cody and Heyman had was special, special. And I thought what Cody, the, the even the the promo that Cody had by himself, just talking to the fans, like, "Hey, what do you guys want to talk about?" Cody keeps it real, so, man. He makes he makes you buy into that, man, and that's what I respect about Cody. He got me on the bandwagon. I was a big hater for a long time. I know you were, <laughs> and I'll say this really quick because I know we're not in the AW segment, but it's funny that Cody leaves and you feel that potentially, you know, there is a little bit of like something missing. And AEW. Remember who put a lot of people over? Remember who had a lot of influence and a yeah, lot of feedback he, in the back when AEW was riding high and everything was just to feel good stories all the time? He so made other people back your house, head. House, household names. There's no question. Get that in the back of your head, bud. Um, so we had Cody and, and, and Roman, you know, uh, face off on SmackDown. I thought it was really cool about Cody. He's like, hey, listen, I want to just talk to you. We don't need the bloodline here. We don't hate him in here. It's just me man and you. Man. Me and you. Not, talk, not trying to get physical. Let's have a conversation. And dude, some of the sound bites from the two of them, my God, man. First of all, Roman Reigns calling out Cody for never winning or even challenging or even oh. being in the main event of WrestleMania <laughs> was so like, wow. Roman, every time he does a promo these days, Roman, at least for me, makes me feel like I never want him to ever lose ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to keep going and see what he's going to, how he's going to keep reinventing himself and just keep pretty much embarrassing people in, in, in the way he, he goes about his business that no one can beat him. It really is yeah. remarkable how he's become, you know, one of the greatest heels to ever wrestle ever. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Um, and Cody, man, even to return back, like just saying like, listen, you know, I pretty much acknowledging. Yeah. Like I, I never have. Right. But I have to, like, I have to do this. Acknowledging that he, you know, he wrestled, in small arenas with 10, like 10, he thought like him and his boys wrestling in front of 10,000 people was big time. Like he mentioned these things. Now I don't know. I don't know if that was an AEW shot or that was an indie promotion stuff. Cause when he was on the indies for a while, post yeah. WWE before I saved it, that might've been that point. Right. Cause he did get to wrestle with a lot of, a lot of friends and he made a lot of friends. So who knows what yeah. he was pointing to, but him almost acknowledging that when he was stardust, when he was, you know, dashing Cody Rhodes or the guy that was being mentored by Randy Orton. Like it wasn't the guy that he pushed through the ceilings that they kept yeah. moving the goalpost and he kept going with that movement. And like just hammering home when you get the reaction for both Cody and Roman, that the way they did by that crowd, you know, for a fact that this WrestleMania main event is exactly what it is. It is a main event. It is your biggest match in your company in this year. That's how it's, special this thing and, is. And, and it's been a while. Like, you know, they've had unbelievable main events at Manias for, for years now. But this one feels like it's one of the like one of the first ones, like in a while, where it's like your truest biggest heel versus your truest biggest face going off at the same time. They've always been big matches, but I yeah. don't know if they've ever set the disparity this big in a while. Well, can I ask you this question? Would you, and I'm not comparing, but could you say that this is on par with a stone cold rock? WrestleMania main event for the championship. Would you look at it in that light because of the two individuals that are in the match? Not comparing them to them, but I'm saying you just you just said it. Like where we are in the company right now, yeah. your biggest heel 
and your legitimately biggest baby face yeah. are on a collision course for the biggest prize in all of wrestling. Um, the only, I just, I just can't put anything on par with that. I think, cause I think that was, that's the biggest rivalry kind of aspect of all time. Um, but it's, it's just really, really tough, man. Just because of the fact there's not enough, there's not enough history there. I think that that can actually compare with what that feud meant. You know what I mean? If they had a little bit more of like, you know, talking about a rivalry that happened a long time ago and it's culminating now, it could be in that conversation. Um, just unfortunately, like they haven't had that career history. That's some, some, some supplants that as a flagship moment in WrestleMania history. But it fair. will be one of the biggest matches. No question fair. about it. No, that's very fair. I appreciate that feedback. You know, because it is true. Like, it felt, when I was watching the segment on SmackDown, I just heard the crowd. And, like, they pop for Cody. And they pop for Roman. And they pop for Roman because they respect the hell out of him. And they pop for Cody because they love and respect him. And it's hard, man, to get that. It's very hard to get no that. No question. We saw that once Once we heard that Cody was coming back, we knew he was going to win the Rumble. And we knew he was going to challenge Roman for the, for the title at WrestleMania. We knew it. But... Getting us there with, in the manner that they've been able to do it, right. I think has completely surpassed anyone's expectations, because the whole Sami Zayn factor, right? Oof, which is a tough factor. thing, like that that thing being so hot. Um, what they've had to do with this, you know, for with uh, Cody and Roman, um, to you know, to kind of keep this on the on the pro- proper trajectory and the proper path, considering how hot something else is, kind of dabbling into and intertwining into their into their picture. It's actually remarkable how they've been able to overcome it to this point. And I hope that they're able to really, really get you to bite the bullet here when it comes to, man, I can't wait for Roman and Cody because that Sammy Cloud is always going to hang over this. And they have four weeks to really make you forget about it. Yeah, I think they've been doing a great job. I think Sammy has been very busy. We, we he's trying to kind of get Kevin Owens back without trying to get Kevin Owens back. Right? Yes. They both have a mutual interest of taking down the bloodline. And if Cody's got Roman... Someone's got to have the Usos, right? Yeah. And I think they're doing a fantastic job building to Jay. We don't know what Jay's doing, where he's aligning. Is he back? Remember this week on, on, on SmackDown, Roman pretty much said, if Jay ain't back next week, this is on Jimmy. This is a Jimmy problem. Yeah, that that's is wild, a- man. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so looking at, and I don't mean little Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy Uso. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So I think that they're doing a really good job by keeping them separate and not, having the fans turn on Cody because they want Sammy, but giving Sammy enough time, bro, he's been in main events, wrestling, you know, wrestling solo, doing these things. Like it's, it's good. It's yeah, good. No, it's, it's, stuff. It's, it's tremendous. I got, I got a question for you though. Is, is sure. there any, any chance that you think that Jey Uso costs Roman Reigns a title on Mania, or you think that you're going to get an answer to a lot of those things before we get there? I think what they're doing right now is to kind of give you a little bit of like that dissension, like, you know, is he going to really align with the bloodline? But I think that what's going to make it so meaningful as the match that we had at Elimination Chamber is that Jimmy, I mean, Jay is going to ride hard for the bloodline and he's going to have that moment with Sammy. Like, I did accept you. And then you turned on the family. It hurt me, but it's blood over everything. Blood is always thicker than water. And I even, think you're going to get with, that. Even with Roman yes. sm- smashing him around and slapping him like yeah. a little bitch. Wow. Dude, look, look what happens with families, man. Fa- as Wade Barrett said, families fight, but they're family. <laughs> By the way, Wade Barrett's been killing it on SmackDown. Oh, I he know had you love him. all night. <laughs> yeah, I know you love Wade Barrett. Um, the the shit he does I, with honestly, Dom Mysterio is, is, is tremendous. Dom Mysterio is a piece of shit, and I love it. <laughs> if I met Dom Mysterio, I'd be like, you know, listen, I hate you. But congratulations, you're doing a great job getting yourself over as a heel. Tom I Mysterio. fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Sucks. That's great. I can't wait for Ray to punch him in the face, man. Oh, oh man, me too. God. Me too. It's going to be glorious. Can't wait. But, man, Cody and Roman, dude. Oh, I can't wait to see what's next with the two of them, man. Yeah, oh, me too, man. I just, I'm just going to be really, really, really interested to see if, if, if Cody Rhodes is going to be able to pin Roman clean one-on-one would be something else, man. Listen, he hasn't lost clean since 2019, as uh, Baron Corbin likes to never let us forget. So let's see, Oof, wild, see what right? happens next. All right, Nick, we got two more topics today before we wrap this thing up. We call episode 146 of the Wrestling Journal podcast. Um, we have a revolution this weekend um, for AEW. Now, normally, as you know, AEW's pay-per-views, are, I believe there's only about four a year, if I'm not mistaken. And their big thing is they go big on pay-per-views. Like I'm talking like seven and a half hours like wrestlemania time-wise big <laughs> now we do know that we do have a 60 minute iron man match with uh you know uh brian danielson and mjf so we did see a match that normally takes place on the card actually on dynamite this week um 
which was the face of the revolution ladder match is usually kind of a fun match. It's almost like a money in the bank style match. It's pretty much what it is, right? They yeah. put a, they put a, a gold ring or a brass ring, right? If you want to go grab the brass <laughs> ring, they put on top of a ladder, they put seven or, you know, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight individuals in a match and go get the brass ring. And if you get the brass ring, you get a shot. Okay. You got it. It's fair. It's pretty simple, so right? It's a, it's right. It's pretty much a knockoff of the money in the bank match. But again, all good, right? Whatever. Just do it differently. So this week, or this past week, we had um, Hobbs take on Action Andretti, Sammy Guevara, Takashita, um, AR Fox, Commander, uh, Eddie Kingston, and Ortiz. You know, a lot of guys that kind of flounder between, you know, getting to the big times. You know, we've had Eddie challenge for the championship. We've had storylines with Hobbs and Sammy, whatever. We don't got to go into our background. But I guess with this match, Nick, first of all, we had Hobbs win. Which I'm yeah. happy to see that because first Same of all, here. Hobbs has got himself into fantastic shape, man. From when he was with um uh the the God, I can't even think of his name from Long Island, um submission machine. Oh my Taz. god. Taz, thank you. When he was on <laughs> Team Taz, when he was on Team Taz, he was kind of getting himself going. He was, you know, you know, getting some experience underneath him. And then he kind of went away for a little bit. Yeah, and now he's coming back and he wins a ladder match. But Nick, I guess with these individuals in the ladder match and also this match taking place on Dynamite, did the match not feel as as exciting because it wasn't on your big pay-per-view? And do you test it to maybe because there's just too much time dedicated to that main event? And also keep this in mind too. Um, oh God, I, was, I lost my train of thought. Um, fuck. Start there and I'll, I'll give you my thought. When it comes uh, it, to it, the dog I mean, barked again, he just threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it definitely is um, a little, um, I don't know, to, to me, weak that it was on It was on during the week, right? I mean, that's an important match, right? You made that, you did a lot of things to make the TNT title kind of important and, and signify, you know, there's only a few titles in, in the company within itself, right? So to have that match, you know, during the week when it should be on a pay-per-view, um, when you're really trying to su- supplant somebody as someone of importance, someone that's up and coming, someone that's going to challenge for an important title, that should be on a pay-per-view. There's no question about it. Hobbs deserved to win that at a pay-per-view. Now, is too much time dedicated to the Iron Man match between uh, Danielson and MJF? I don't think so, because how much time are you putting into the other matches, right, at the end of the day? I mean, with a lot of the lack of... Quality over quantity. That's what I was trying to exactly. say. Exactly. Maybe, the maybe, the day, maybe right? they're going for quality over quantity because these pay-per-views have been so long in, in past. Maybe, maybe that is the case, but... I don't know. I mean, there's just to me, it's like when you're when you're trying to make we're trying to make a star, it, it's supposed to be on a, on a on a show of stars, not during the week. You could have put another feud match that ended during the week, especially. I mean, let's be honest, they're lacking a lot of star power as it is. So for that match not of, of to be that important um, for not to be on one of your four major pay-per-views, I think was a pretty poor job. Just my personal opinion, like most things that they do. <laughs> I knew you <laughs> I knew you dropped something in there. You know, I, I think. You know, and I have to agree with you a little bit, right? So, you know, I think I I enjoy a long pay per view if it's worth it, right? If it's worth 100%, it, I don't I agree. want it to be seven hours because no, just that's fair. Because I want it to actually, if you need the time to tell your story, take the time to tell your story. I'm all for that. Now, I do think that potentially this did get bumped over to Dynamite because of the sixty man, the sixty minute Iron Man match because that's an hour, that's a whole hour, and that's that's just bell to bell, right? What if they go to overtime? Right, we've seen Iron Man match go to overtime, Nick. It's not unheard of. Especially that what if they go sixty-five? What if they go seventy? This is their first one, right? This is their first one, so it's. I guess uh, it's very possible. I, I can't. I don't. I can't remember. At least I'm not the stack guy in that regard. If I know it's yeah. their very first Iron Man, where the hell is You got to stop giving them days off, man. I know, poor guy. Right, <laughs> poor guy. Tax season, but I don't know if it's their very first one. It could be, dude. It could be. I just can't think of it. Um, right. But also quality over quantity, maybe that also came into effect too, right? Because I think it's not that it's been a knock on AEW, but it's like, hey, listen, you can get a lot done with a good number of matches that tell a good story. You don't have to just give us 30 matches just because it's a pay-per-view. Agreed completely. Yes, three hours, three and a half hours, you can do a hell of a lot and make that pay-per-view very buzzworthy and spoken about for weeks to come if you do the right thing. 100%. So, um, I'm happy again, of all people to win it, I'm happy Hobbs did win it personally. Like if I had a, if I had to book this match, Hobbs would be the guy I want to win because he's the guy you need to build something around. You need to him to have a storyline that's worthy of being a potential future main event there. Like you said, what a, what a, what a, what a challenger, potentially Samoa Joe or Wardlow with him. Absolutely. And especially when, when Hobbs recently came back and you saw the physique that he had and the shape that he was in, right. The guy was hungry. 
I mean, that's what more can you ask for, right? Guys like that deserve the opportunity when, when, when you're, and you get, you deserve to be rewarded for your hard work and dedication. That's for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. All right, Nick, last, last, um, I guess, topic before we get into one, our final thoughts on revolution. So they have the casino tag team battle Royal. So just to let everyone know, in case you haven't caught up with AEW recently, they're having a fatal four-way match or a, um, I forgot how the, I don't know what the rules of the matches, but it's a, it's a, it's a four team match challenging for the AEW tag team titles. Right now we have in the match, of course, the champions, the guns, we have, uh, the acclaimed, the former champions. We have Jared, uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, and we're deciding our fourth team in this match. Now, what's fun about this match is a couple teams starting the match and, and very similar like Royal Rumble style or whatever kind of match that has countdowns. New teams come in. Both guys have to get eliminated to actually lose the match. So these kind of matches I actually look forward to because it's a way to kind of get yeah, a lot of your cool. yeah, yeah, on yeah. TV. So I respect that. We had some good teams in here, man. You had, you know, Top Flight was in there. Um, Darius Martin. um, I forget the brother's name, but the, the Martin brothers, again, amazing, amazing wrestlers, right? You had Claudio Castagnoli in the match. You had the Lucha brothers. You had, you know, Johnny Hungy. Uh, you had the kingdom, <laughs> a lot of Matt, a lot of guys, you know, um, Maddie, Maddie magic, daddy, daddy magic and Cody and Angela Parker, you know, so they had some guys in there, right? They had some comedic guys. They had some good wrestling guys. I thought all in all, it was actually a good match. But it was all right. it was well, solid. Well, well, it's it's fun, right? If you're not going right. to get a barn burner, but you're going to get moments and you're going to get excitement and you're going to have fun with eliminations and who teams up with each other. But who won the match kind of threw me off a little bit. And now one of the guys to win the match, I'm all for the guys in absolute studies, one of your pillars right now, and has been a pillar, <laughs> right, in my opinion, AEW, which is Orange Cassidy. Yes. But his partner is a stud. Dan Housen. Yeah, the modern day Doink the Clown. Dan Housen. I don't. I don't know. I don't man. get him. I, mean, I don't get what he does. I well, don't get no. any of it. <laughs> I'll take the Dan Housen backstage comedic stuff. The Dan Housen. Yeah, that, that, that actually um, kind of funny. Though. Outside yeah, of the ring funny. stuff, I'm all for that. But Orange Cassidy's your all in champion. He doesn't need to be in this tag <laughs> match, right? Like, yes, he could play double duty, sure. But now the Why, match, as though? we as Why? we sit it, see going into Revolution, is going to be Cassie and Dan Housen, Jared and Lethal, the Ass Boys, and the Acclaimed. I think it's just an excuse for the guns to pin Danhausen to retain the titles and win. I don't know if it's an elimination match. I, I should I should look up the rules prior to having this conversation with you. But listen, Maybe. listen, to, listen to Joe and Quade on um, you know from the top. Uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, Project Kayfabe as they break down the Revolution card. They'll tell you. Um, so shame on me as a host for doing this one. But I don't know, man. That doesn't feel like that was a great win for those guys. Is, 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 I'd rather have seen like an up and coming team. Where, exactly. Isn't that a spot where you'd want to showcase somebody new or push somebody else new? Like right now, so you, you say whatever you want, but Cassidy is a champion. And Dan Housen has his own niche where he's already pretty much a household name. Um, yeah. They should have went another avenue there, my, my personal opinion. Um, I don't know. It was just, it, it was odd, but. A lot of the things that they do is odd, and there's no real rhyme or reason for you know some yeah. of the things that they do. Again, more more digs as any time you can take them, you take them. I, I'm going to take them every chance I get. I know, <laughs> I know you will, my friend. I know you will. But listen, let's get into the last point before we wrap this show up, Nick. Any final thoughts going to Revolution? Now, just to remind you of the match card again. I'm not going to. We're not breaking down. Just a final thought. But again, as we said before, we have MJF and Brian Danielson in the 60-minute Ironman match for the AEW Championship. We just said before we have the four-way match for the titles, for the uh, the tag titles. We have John Moxley and Hangman Page in a Texas death match. Jericho versus Ricky Stark with JAS's banned from ringside. We have the triple threat for the AEW Women's Championship match with Jamie Hayter taking on Soraya and Ruby Soho. We have Samoa Joe versus Warlow for the, AT, for the uh, TNT, I was going to say AT&T Championship, the TNT Championship. Um, we have the elite taking on house of black for the trios titles. And I think last but not least jungle boy taking on Christian cage in a final burial match. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm hearing all these, <laughs> Oh, I, I knew well, how could you be, but what you, what are you interested in? Do you have any final thoughts to share on revolution before it takes place this Sunday, uh, March 5th at 8 PM on pay-per-view? Well, for me, there's, there's, a. Uh... There, I guess there's three things that I, that I'm intrigued by. I'm certainly intrigued by the Iron Man match, right? I mean, that to me, that's always the telltale of the you know the greatest wrestlers that you have to offer in your program, and yep. they happen to be their two best and their two biggest stars. Uh, so for me, that match, I mean, I'm just couldn't be more excited for that. I haven't we haven't it's been a while since we've seen the true Iron Man match in 60 minutes. At least I think I can remember one, right? We've had a few 30 minute ones, but nothing like uh, nothing like the full hour, and then maybe and then maybe more. 
Um, I'm also intrigued with the uh, the female uh, triple threat match for the title between Soraya, yeah. Jamie Hayter, and, and Ruby Soho. I, would I hope Hayter retain, retains. I would be absolutely floored if Ruby Soho won this match. It would be a, a, an absolute disservice and a detriment to this to the company. <laughs> oh um, my god! But I'm also intrigued as how long how long is Britt Baker going to play nicey nice? Is what I'm excited to see. Do we get a backstab? Um, I think it's a possibility. I think eventually you do, but Nick, here's the problem, right? Not here's the problem. Here's a here's a thought. You, your women's division right now does it. I feel like it's lacking something. It's missing something, right? And I and I think you want to save that feud for when you need it, right? I think you're trying to. As funny as it sounds, we know Soraya or Paige. We know she can be a main event player at any time. She's earned it. She's earned that respect. But she needs to have her run or title chase for a while. They're trying to elevate Ruby Soho. And that's what Jamie can do, right? Because Jamie's a first-time AEW Women's Champion. So yeah. every feud that she's in as a champion is a fresh feud, if you think yeah. about it, right? And you need to be able to elevate your talent. So I think that you kind of save Britt Baker and Jamie for a little bit down the road and try to help elevate some of these people to kind of make your women's division stand out a little bit more. Because I feel like, again, from a cert- from a couple of names, I know they're missing Thunder Rosa, which definitely hurts them, but like – it doesn't feel big enough or important enough, and I think it's so important that well, yeah, they haven't built that, like, that that tease yet for that for that turn. So I guess that right. that is fair, right? You, yeah, you kind of want that to build and marinate before you you know you finally pull pull the plug. Yeah. But I just I just gonna say, I feel like um, you know it's the way they book things, and just from from a talent standpoint, I think it's going to be something that they're always going to struggle with 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 that division on that program because I just don't think they're ever going to have or be able to acquire enough of the elite talent to be able to do it the proper way to do it and build other stars. I just, I just don't see it. Think about how well, long WWE went with pretty much everything revolved around Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey over and over and over again. We got tired of it. And you know they finally gave someone like Liv Morgan a chance. And then here comes Bianca Belair and now Rhea Ripley's in the picture, right? I don't, I just, I just don't see AEW being able to get to that opportunity at this particular point. Now I hope that changes, but it's going to be a real struggle for them to acquire that. Well, it comes down to the booker, right? You just labeled some individuals that were that were booked under under Vince McMahon and, and his team, I, and and they were the ones that stood out. And I, and then Triple H knows how to do something very differently. So the maybe they'll get Nia Jax. Maybe, they, maybe they'll bring Nia Jax in the fold and really really Keep get that program up on the right foot. To be quite honest, man, I I hope I never see her again in any promotion. <laughs> no promotion deserves that. You know how much you love or hate it. No promotion deserves Nia Jax. I'm sorry, <laughs> she's that bad. I hate her. I I fucking hate her. She's horrible. <laughs> Um, and, and when you factor in how many how many people she's injured, really, really, really sours that uh, big time. She's man. a walking terrible. injury. She's horrible. Get terrible. out of here, Nia Jax. Never hope to never hear you. And then Rick, 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 Ricky Starks and Jerry. Ricky Starks and Jericho. Jerry's yeah. is, is the other match I'm looking forward to because yeah, I'm, I'm a Ricky Starks guy. Um, yes, you are. And, and I, it would be really cool to see someone get over Jericho another time because it's a very rare thing. Right. You know, my final yourself? thoughts. Yeah, my final thoughts of Revolution is I, I got to see how this MJF Brian Danielson match plays out, right? Because yeah. MJF has always been that whether he's had the title or not, he's not always on every and every show, right? He's like, no. it's not that he's a part timer, but he almost but he kinda, feels he like, but he's a special he attraction. But he's a special attraction. Agreed. Right? So, but he, but he's so never, he's never put the, he's never to me, he's never been the, he doesn't have the resume to pull a Roman Reigns or a Brock Lesnar type schedule, right? But again. Maybe that's what they're trying to work towards. So what has me intrigued is, is this MJF Brian Danielson match, right? How many falls are we going to have in 60 minutes? Can MJF actually, you know, be technical and actually like tap Brian out or attempt to tap Brian out, right? How many times are you going to be able to pin Brian's shoulders to the mat? You know, that's very intriguing to me. And are we going to go to overtime, right? Is the match going to be so good that on the fly, they're like, you know, we need five more minutes of this. You never know. So this is definitely, definitely intrigues me. MJF is leaving AEW champion. It, it, he's leaving it, right? But how is this match going to play out? Is what's really, really intriguing me for sure. Um, that's like my biggest, t- my biggest thing. And also, John Moxley, Hangman Adam Page. Moxley is the king of the blood, right? Moxley, I guess. Page, I mean, he does it every, every everything he does every week, baby. Every <laughs> week, you got to bleed. A lot of blood lost that poor guy. Um, <laughs> but how is this one going to play out, right? Because Texas Death Match. Everything says John Moxley. Booking says John Moxley. The the series is tied at one one. Who walks out, and who does who needs to win more? I think Page needs to win more, but Moxley's the like their guy. Like he doesn't. He's take always the fallback. Often. He's always he's always the fallback guy, right? At the end of the day. So for me, it's I'm very intrigued on how that's going to play out. Um, it should be know, a good one. Gun to my head, and you know. 
the paper champion, I'm, I'm, I have to go Moxley for my safe bet. I have to. Um, <laughs> well, you got to take know? some chances to catch catch Zelensky, So I know, but that's why I feel like <laughs> I got to take chances. But I also I got to try to like play it smart. But I mean, dude, it might be tough <laughs> to catch Joey. He's uh he's at that status right now. It's it's scary to even say that he's that good. He's that damn good. Um, but Nick, listen, that's our final thoughts on revolution. And that brings us to a close on our topics that Joseph has put on our producer sheet. Oof. With that being said, it's MVP time. Nick, why don't you close us out? And I'll actually want you to give us your MVP first and I'll close us out. Excuse me. That's Who's fair. MVP this You've week? earned that, right? Listen, I think there's a couple of uh, quality candidates here, but it's, it's, it's gotta be the returning Trish Stratus, right? At the end of the day, right? How could it not be for that matter? Um, what a joy and always a treat to see her. Uh, she looks better every single time you see her and for her to get physical, to make an imprint in, into a match to where Lita and Becky Lynch become new tag team champions and to get her probably one more time at WrestleMania. What a very special, uh, throwback, if you will. Very, very special, man. And, and, and what a great MVP. Um, I, I love it. I love her and I just can't wait to see what her road to WrestleMania looks like and, and her involvement in this feud. You know, my my MVP this week, man, it's it's got it's gotta be Cody Rhodes and Roman. I mean, Cody had again, we we alluded to in our, our earlier segment, Cody and Gable had a banger of a match, man, a banger. And when Cody can go to Roman's house, SmackDown is is Roman's house right now, right? That's his um, show. And for them to have the the promo they had without getting physical, without like for for Cody, he ha- he can't lose this match. And for Roman, he it's he's unbeatable. Right. So when you can tell an intriguing story like that in a short period of time and leave us wanting more, you're doing the right thing, man. Cody and Roman, that's, I mean, that segment, them, the promo, yeah. the match, that's my MVP this week. And, and, and I can't wait to, to, you know, to, to see it more here, right? We got four more weeks and I hope that we get, it'd be cool to see a little physicality leading up to it, right? Or, or, or at least a know, little man. bit. I kind of want to, I don't know. I, leave it I, I, I need dude, to make it so more special. They got to get close, and to they both. will. It's got to. They will. Cody, Cody's is a uh, he's a fighting champion. He's an honorable, good man. But I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see him get a little angry here. I gotta see him push the brink here. Oh, he. I think he will push it. Yeah. Um. But I don't know if he's gonna get physical, and I personally hope it doesn't. I want to see them. I want to see that anticipation, that crowd when they both take off their, you know, you know, Cody takes off his jacket and Roman gets to the ring and he takes off the um the lay. And he yeah. gives it off because, you know, that you know, he walks to the ring with it. Dude, that I need that. That's it. That's the moment, <laughs> my friend. For me. For me. Yeah, it would be a good one. <laughs> with that being said, everyone, this is episode 146 of the Wrestling Journal podcast brought to you by the WrestleWorld's Podcast Network. Um, social media is again, well, if you're still listening to us at this hour, you can find us on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook at WrestleBuzz. We are the podcast network from the Top Row Podcast with Gurge Brooms, Project Kayfabe with Joe and Quad Day. In the words of Joseph Crush, life's a series of no, no, I forgot. It's not that's Joseph. <laughs> Joseph Crush. Um, everyone, take care, stay safe, and watch pro wrestling. Enjoy Revolution. <laughs>